33 government ministers are right now either flying somewhere nice or already there sipping margaritas you're paying for all in the national interest. The government coalition spent the week so rushing about like a family who forgot the flight was in the morning. In the midst of pandemic and war, the doll is now shut for 10 days. Cunis deputies, deputies, let's ram home this legislation now, quickly now. Does this look over 20 kilos to you? Turn off the immersion there now, deputy. Pull the blinds. Do your piddles and your whittles before we go. There's the refugee crisis, the fuel crisis, the food crisis. We've so many crises. We have a crisis crisis. Eamon Ryan, also known as Crisis on a Bike, was up later than his 4pm bedtime, passing laws to cut excise duty on fuel. The low energy minister said people should save by driving slowly. He's flying to New York. Will he be telling the pilot to fly slower? I like to go slowly myself. It takes me ages to do anything because I have eight advisors and I have to listen to each of them one by one. Though usually I'm asleep after two. I've never even met the other six. This time next week there will be more Russian government officials in Ireland than Irish government ministers. Simon Coveney's been left at home due to his recent bad habit of being a bit of a Simon Coveney. To stop him deleting anything, he'll be minded by Heather Humphreys, who was in Dublin Airport welcoming refugees. I'm here, fluttering out PPS numbers and child benefit hay, like a Monaghan Mrs. Claus, or a a Farney Charlie McCreevy. Can anyone play Gaelic here? Ukraine for Sam Hay! St. Patrick's Week will feel different. Usually giant, dead-eyed stone monuments are lit up in green, such as Leo Varadkar. But this time, world monuments will stay in the Ukrainian colours. It's a bit disappointing that uh, we have to cancel the global greening this year. Uh, Many say solidarity with the war zone is more important than duping Yanks into a rip-off holiday in Ireland. But to each their own, I guess. I'm in Chile, BTW, which is a bit of a letdown so far. No sign of a single I Heart Pinochet t-shirt yet. Weird. If Finnegale is about as popular as the price of petrol right now, petrol stations are as popular as Finnegale. Backbench TDs were enraged about alleged price gouging in the biggest issue to rouse them since the cost of carveries. Elsewhere, Minister Sean Fleming claimed the following clip of him rapping about fuel prices from the cupboard he's been hidden in lately was a hoax. Stop complaining and shop around! Quit the whining! Shop around! Come on now! Shop around! That's what I do when I'm shopping. Shop up! Shop up and get down! Shop! 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 Shop around! Meanwhile, the Labour Party were applauded for dyeing their faces yellow and blue in support of Ukraine. Until it turned out that they hadn't. They just look jaundiced and beaten up all the time now. In other news, it's barely been noticed, but the HSE smashed its own wogeous records for record attendances at A&E. We're talking Mary Harney multiplied by James Riley levels of health shambles. However, former health disaster Simon Harris expressed his relief. First of all, I feel very vindicated that things have got much, much worse under Donnelly. <laughs> However, when I was making a hames of things, I had protesters outside my home. I can't believe Donnelly's catastrophe is this far down the news. I mean, it's such a small story. It's nearly the same size as Paul Reid. Remember him? <laughs> block, block, block. Now, back to virtue signalling my way to the leadership. No puppy photograph shall be left unselfied. I'm important, do you think I'm important? It's at times like these you'd nearly be glad the country's run by civil servants and not Egypt's with bad hair and Instagram accounts. Michal Lahan, the doll may be closed, but I can still smell it from here. RT News. All right, let's get this meeting done. Hi, boss. All right, Mary Lou. 
He's ever been all right, boss. You've a face to me as long as a dole queue in the 80s, hey. Aye. Oh, it's just me, Hill. He really got to me this week, you know. Yeah, he fairly got you on how much he could cut excise duty on diesel. The slippery moon chore. I mean, surely I deserve some credit <gasps> for the bravery of being a shinner openly campaigning for cheap diesel. Oh. Like, hello. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, you didn't do your homework, I now. am the madam president of the party. Yeah. I don't do homework. Oh. I cog it from Pierce on the way to school to the doll. Well, so it's your fault, Pierce. I sent you all the notes, all 505 pages. Dork you. It sounded really bad, boss. It did. Aye. Oh, it was a pox. It was a pox. Cunis, cunis. So these are only half measures, Tishuk. This is not how it works. When things are going well, we take the credit. When it's going to hell in a ham sandwich, it is a global issue. Cut diesel by 25 cents. I mean, how hard could this be? It could only be done by 15. The EU directive. What EU directive? What are you talking about? You didn't do your homework. You didn't do your homework. You're blackguarding. Sit up straight. Who threw that? Well, you know. homework. Okay, now that I've run out of facts, Count Corner, I'm going to just mention my core demographics for the 6-1 soundbite. You didn't do your homework. You, you do have done nothing for the working people, Tishik. My people. The mummies who go out and smoke breaks and give amazing side eye. The dads who have tattoos in Irish misspelled. Wag your finger here. Sorry, didn't mean to read that bit out. Millennials who still cook their waffles in the toaster, Tishik. Stop that now. You didn't do your homework. Well, yeah. Stop this. I'm just going to do the Macarena for the TikTok count corner. You didn't do your homework. You didn't do your Absolutely scarlet. Ah, don't worry, you'll get him back the next time. And now I still have the Russian problem. The Russians outside the embassy still on the Orwell Road, hey. That happened in your neck of the woods, Mary Lou. Aye, aren't you from that part of Rathgar? Well, we actually call it the Independent Ukraine Road now. Oh. I love the rebrand. Makes it sound like I grew up in a more earthy district <laughs> and not in a place where people give their houses middle names. Swits, <laughs> woo. We have to keep hammering Russia and their propaganda. That's what we do. Isn't it awful those Russians waking up to the nonsense they're fed on news? The lies. I mean, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are terrible, but we still live in a democracy. Yes. I mean, in forming a view, I can simply read all the free press. Right. And then just answer a phone call from Belfast to find out what my opinions are. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, hey, Han Zelensky, Ukraine boo. Ugh. That's Zelensky. Shaowing. Such a haughty hero. Um, Remember when the Americans offered to get him out of Kiev? Aye, and he said, I don't need a raid, I need ammunition. Oh, yeah. I thought, honey, back in the day, Republicans could have got you ammunition um, and a ride. Oh, wow. You're mad, yo. <laughs> We'd like to inform you of some sustainable changes we're making at Dublin Airport where you've all been getting away with it for too long. We're going to start charging for dropping off and collecting your loved ones because money, eh, because of the environment. That means no more hiding from airport police as you try to sneak in one last hug. But it's already so hard to get to the airport. Why would you make it even harder, like? We want to encourage people to take public transport, like the Airlink service. Oh, wait, that's gone now, isn't it? You can take the Metrolink, which, what? 2035, really? You could take an inter-county coach, so you can arrive smelling like somebody's lunch. Oh, God. Or take a scenic stroll all the way down the beautiful M1. Is that not dangerous? Or if you 
really want to walk on the wild side, why not get... Oh, please, don't say the 16. Please don't make me take the, the number... The number 16 bus. Oh. Which stops at just 245 stops on the way. It's hell. Where you'll get to meet the colourful locals. What the hell is that guy smoking upstairs? So next time you're taking a flight, make sure you plan your journey to the airport well in advance. Like ludicrously far in advance. We're talking months here. Don't say we didn't warn you. A message from the Dublin Airport Authority. For more details, see goodtimetoburybadnews.ie Now, global events are so bleak and ominous, even I'm looking forward to the brief respite provided by our nation's pointless obsession with overpaid athletes. Is that my cue, yeah? Yes, take it away while I'll check if Gavin Jennings has left any booze under the desk. Right, yeah, lots in sport this week. The big one being Ireland's clash with England in the Six Nations. That's still going on. Yeah, it? well, there's Six Nations, so mm. they all play each other. Yeah, or Ireland favourites or some other question that sounds like I care. Well, it's too tight to call, but the winner tomorrow will most likely be runner-up. So we're playing for the chance to be the also-rans, are we? Great. Speaking of also-rans, Cheltenham returns next week. Oh, wonderful. Remember when it was a super spreader event and even then did less harm than its usual problem celebration of gambling and it's a very classy affair now all those <laughs> suits and, and the hats and, and all wearing a suit doesn't automatically confer class especially if that suit ends up lying in the street at 3am wrapped around an idiot or is that just the Galway races <laughs> well uh, both to be honest ah. anyway veteran trainer Ted Walsh is on the line Ted wow. what are your Cheltenham predictions well Des tons of cash been put on Rachel Blackmore to be the top jockey again of course the Brits will try to claim her as one of their own once mm. more if she was a Ukrainian refugee they wouldn't be so quick huh? uh, shower effect and what have you I know Ted this is the sports relief from, from the thing I know Ted nothing mm. none of you knows what you're talking about anyway I've seen the papers writing about Nina Carberry all week been out with a knee injury yeah. Nina's retired She doesn't race anymore No She's on Dancing with the Stars Ted There isn't even a horse Called Dancing on the Stars You're some shower yeah. Yep And uh, you can follow Ted's tips next week Just don't the... follow him Into any yards He tends to walk Into doping raids Doesn't he Yeah but of course He'd nothing to do Who's taking the horse To France Lance Armstrong By the sounds of things Yeah <laughs> Finally Chelsea um, well I'll leave that one aside yes. uh, Because it's the crumbling of Man United That's the story of the Premier League uh-huh. Roy Keane's ITV contract means He has to go viral once a week So here he And if you've dogs in the room it's, It might be best to turn this down a bit Yeah Here's Roy in full flight It's crazy It's not the manager's fault It's the players And the captains Harry Maguire You get better leadership from a coma patient I've seen more assertive newborns The United back four are useless Useless Defenders should be like a Chippendale's tongue. You have to get the tackle in. You get it Oh, jeez. Um, Roy Keane there. Not as friendly to dogs as normal, but um, that's it. Take it all back. That didn't bring me any relief at all. Yeah, thanks, Daz. You're welcome. For nothing. Oh. Ah, oh, good man, McConnell. Or as I like to call you, since you were the third choice agri minister, McSea 3.0. So, <laughs> following a five hour emergency meeting with farmers' organisations on the impact of the war. Uh, look, you don't have to use your Oroxus voice in here. We're in private, just speak in your normal voice, Charlie. In relation to Irish food production and supply, I, I have decided to take immediate action oh. by setting up a committee. What? 
Tis an emergency, man. We could run out of grain, of fertiliser. You're setting up a committee. That's like something I would do as a minister, with 12 reports and an inquiry just to choose my tie in the morning. And what we have come up with is a National Food and Fodder Security Committee. That's perfect. Just as we get rid of Neffet, now we have a farming Neffet. Farm fit. But with dreary farming civil servants instead of dreary health civil servants. Ah, God above. Amid shortages of imported grain, the country will now be on level one. Ah, stop, you're not serious. This means all citizens must eat boat heels of a sliced pan. Oh, they don't eat any bread at all as saturated fats in the gluten. It's very, very bad. And cutting the crusts off hang sandwiches is not allowed. No. And will be met with fines imposed by Angardashi Akona ah. at special checkpoints. <sighs> Go on, what happens at level two, you langer? People wishing to enjoy a blah must form a bubble. What? And only essential bakeries can stay open. What the hell is an essential bakery when it's at home? That consists of the main bread-consuming constituencies of the Midlands, South, North West, uh. North East, West and Dulce Dublin, <laughs> where citizens don't leave home without a baguette the length of a Volkswagen Golf filled with 12 varieties of meat. So, basically everywhere, bar Eamon Ryan's patch of the Lewis line. Level 3... Uh. Bars cannot serve ham and cheese toasties unless punters are consuming a substantial 19 euro meal of pints. Ah, not this again. And Farm Fet has asked people to leave two metres between themselves and the sandwich toaster while hungover. The country's going to go mad. Oh, and what's this about forcing beef farmers to grow barley? On level five, five. until farmers turn their lands into fields of wheat, they'll be restricted to a five kilometre radius of their home Uh, and no dancing will be permitted to Garth Brooks songs. You're asking farmers to do a job they've never done before and haven't a clue about. It's like asking Dar O'Brien to run housing. What if the farmers just tell you to shove it up your hole? Well, yes, that would be one option, though how deep that hole needs to be will be a matter ah. for the construction subcommittee of the National... Yeah, really, I've heard enough. You know, I can't believe we didn't hold that Kingston Mills back for this crisis in terms of... He sounds like a loaf of bread. Come at the hour, come at the sliced pan. <laughs> Good evening, as Europe welcomes refugees with open arms, the British Home Secretary has decided to fold hers and ask, well, what are you going to do for us first? The cool reception is kind of ironic, since Pretty Patel's heart and soul only recently migrated here from deepest Transylvania. The Prime Minister was quick to defend the wild goose chase she cruelly set for those fleeing war. We, 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 we have spiffed up our, our visa system, so all the refugees need to do is to get to Calais, take a trip on an invisible train to Lille, whiz, bang, zoom, all the way to Paris, see the Moulin Rouge and its dizzying booby nights, uh, before finally plodding right back to, to, to where they started. Ukraine, uh, great nippling nannies, I, uh, I mean Calais. Now the Home Office says it's keen to avoid agents of Putin entering the United United Kingdom disguised amongst the refugees, the bad kind of Putin agents, not the kind you give a peerage to. We shall absolutely smack uh, Russian jolly gawks with sanctions so steep they'll no longer be able to spaff all their cash on British institutions like football clubs, uh, our property and, and the Tory party. Sanction my sausage. Of course, the best way to sanction an oligarch is to give them a three-week head start. But even that wasn't enough for Roman Abramovich and Chelsea, who were hit in the most devastating way, right in the footballs. Could Manchester City or Newcastle follow? Surely this was a chance for Keir Starmer to provide some of his famously forensic opposition. Yeah. 
Labour agrees with the government's stance, but we would implement it with a more civil, more Tony Blair-like spirit, who has vast experience when it comes to war refugees, both sheltering and creating them. Yeah, I second the right honourable Namty, but we must hold firm and, and support nations like Saudi Arabia, who are kind enough to use British-made weapons in their excursions into neighbouring nations, murderous peccadilloes and whatnot, tickle my tomahawk and mummy my missile. There was still time for the government to have a pop at Ireland for being too welcoming, it said. While Britain remains the last bulwark against the calibers of kindness gripping our continent, the Irish are making us look bad with their friendliness and dedication to filling hotels. But at least we are doing more than the fledgling fascist states like Hungary and Poland, the xenophobic... Actually, Prime Minister, both have opened their borders with no restrictions for refugees. By coax, naughty go! I'm further right than Victor Orban! No wonder I keep getting pop-up messages for the English Defence League when I'm watching my videos for tickling the twit finger. (laughs) That's all we've time for and also that we're able for. Anyone up for some Welsh independence? Hollyhead might be miserable, but it's a welcoming sort of misery, you have to admit. Good evening. Thank you all for coming, members of the neoliberal America fascist media. I'm Mick Wallace, or Mikhail Valashov, to my friends. What? Please do not light a naked flame. I am wearing three litres of hairspray, Claire. <laughs> and, and before you ask, no, I am not currently doing a walk of shame after a mid-80s themed foam party. <laughs> right, comrades, I want to state this very clearly on the record. I, Mick Wallace, am not, nor have I ever been, Mattress Mick. Let's just put that rumour to bed once and for all. Yeah, they just go to the same hairdresser, buy their clothes in the same charity shop and are both strongly pro-peace and pro-mattress. Questions, yeah. Yeah, why did you vote against a resolution condemning Russian aggression? Uh, hold on there now a second. Babush uh, I'm sorry, I mean, we do condemn Russian aggression. Uh, but you previously accused Western media of spreading fake news about a Russian invasion, so... Yeah, well, at that point it's quite possible that Russia didn't intend on invading Ukraine yeah. maybe, maybe they just slipped right like I, I did once at a foam party they just like you know all the tanks just <laughs> slipped and fell into Ukraine Jeez. could have happened to anyone look at Russia's hand was forced by the NATO war machine jolly mongering sabre tattling which was spreading east threatening Russia with uh, look there's been blatant NATO aggression on Russia like Starbucks pulling out that's war mongrel you can't get a big Mac in Moscow anymore oh. they don't show the Batman who by the way is a neocon macro-capitalist fat cat quasi-corporate quasi-modo pan-euro army pan-fried multi-billion multi-vitamin big wig what, what do you call me that for? no I also <laughs> Coca-Cola Zabrishnj I mean is banned and they've shut down Netflix leaving Russian people vulnerable to potential Tinder swindlers look at are you willing to condemn the Russian invasion of Ukraine or what? I have condemned it I've condemned it completely and utterly unconditionally condemn it well no terms and conditions do apply support for Russia may fall as well as rise mixed past mutterings are no guarantee of future backflips so let the message go out loud and clear da yeah NATO are the saber rattling war mongrels here giving more weapons to Ukraine yeah. to defend the people will only mean more fighting That's right and that makes perfect sense especially if you're jet lagged after a world tour of totalitarian regimes and we haven't even been to Healy Ray country yet or China <laughs> That's it for now. Zbazibo. Uh, uh, thanks. I think that went really well. If anyone wants to buy a mattress, I leave my card.
Yes, uh, welcome back. We go live now to uh, Independent Ukraine Road, the site of the Russian embassy. Of course, the scene of mild unrest in recent days and complaints from the ambassador about security. Garda under Commissioner Fikla Megilla Fagel is in charge of the patrol. Fikla, what is your role there? Uh, well, Pat, uh, my role is chicken fillet from Spare. Well, uh, instead of lettuce, I got sausages. Yeah, but would you class what's happening there of late as a riot. I wouldn't go as far as that. It's a bit of crack, uh, but it still works. Uh, I mean, is this still considered a peaceful protest, given what's happened? Oh, the lads are very peaceful here. So far, our members have only had to deploy winks, yeah. nods of the head to lads of the funniest anti-Putin posters, and several Sherlockets spoken in a knowing tone. Yeah, but there was the incident with the truck. There has been red paint daubed on the property. The- well, well, in relation to the paint, yeah. and the evening in question... A member of Angarda Shekhaloni left his post for one second to acquire bladderaneous relief. Right. When an individual carrying a tin of paint home was maliciously and recklessly tripped by a loose paving slab, whereupon said individual did fall arse over elbow, causing uh, the paint to exit said tin, yeah. which by pure coincidence spelled out Putin is a dose on the wall. Like. A remarkable coincidence. So the Guardian aren't investigating this infraction. Maybe more pressing matters to be dealing with. Oh. Just today we got an anonymous tip that a hole was found in the wall of a Kamogi team's changing room. <sighs> I intend to look into that personally. Uh, I think that may have been a prank call. Uh-huh. Did you also get one saying the Garda station toilet seats had been stolen? We did. I'm told we've nothing to go on. Yeah. Two billion you got in the last budget. Sure, look it. On the one hand, you have the Vienna Convention, which sounds delicious. Vienna. And on the other hand, we're still waiting on the new uniforms. So, like, what are we meant to do till then? Yeah. I'm bursting out of this one. Yes, and it is hard to have sympathy for the wall on an embassy of a country that's breaking the Geneva Convention. Jeez, I'd love to go to a Geneva Convention. No, it, The Garda conferences alone are a riot. Yeah. Especially when they hide them in hotels in Athlone. What? I see, yeah. <laughs> there we leave it. Garda Fickler. Margaret, put that paint down. That's green. His red paint. Red paint we want. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, right. Uh, Welcome back. Dave Fanny was watching the IFTA Awards, which were last night. The big winners, Dave. Yeah, yeah, gas got cards. Because it's certainly a good night for Kieran Hines. He added to his Oscar nomination last night by picking up the best Kieran Hines in a film award at the IFTAs. He also saw a pretty stiff lipped competition from Aidan Gillen for best Kieran Hines in a TV drama award. <laughs> yeah, we have a clip of his acceptance speech, which was on Zoom and speaking through an interpreter, obviously, because he's like Kieran Hines. It's a good award. It's an honour to accept yet another IFTA award, and I thank all the people I already thanked for the last one. Now, I'm only paying this translator till 10 o'clock, so if I've won any more, could you please just hurry it along, please? Obviously, Cars Belfast won loads of awards because it's an Irish awards thing, and they forgot to Google that none of the film was actually made in Ireland. <laughs> right, so obviously, Kenneth Branagh won something, but unfortunately, he sent in the wrong clip. Right, who's next? Oh, oh thank you so much, uh, Estonia, for this lovely festival award. It is certainly nicer than this ugly thing I got called the IFTA. So it's a free trade agreement or something. 
Never heard of it. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, Estonia. Next. Uh, and Barry Keoghan won the Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decided to give it to him while he's still young and before he got too famous to not show up, you know. Though he didn't actually show up anyway, like. <laughs> uh, what else, Steve? Yeah, Dervla Kerwin won the award for Best TV Drama That Makes It Crave. Marks and Spencer Desserts. Sharon Horgan took me the person of the year and because Amy Huberman wasn't in anything last year, her award was won by Ashleen B, who sadly couldn't make it to her laptop in the living room, so her award was actually collected by Amy Huberman in her place. <laughs> Go away, like, okay, we'll leave it there. Good luck. All right, uh, hola amigos. Uh, oh, it's mostly Irish hacks. I was hoping for CNN. Anyway, make this quick. There's a Santiago rooftop bar waiting to fill a ledge bag full of cosmos. <laughs> Is it raining back home? Yeah. Nice. Tarnished, did you choose Chile because its neoliberal social housing policies created a housing crisis just like you did? Well, I- I'm glad you asked me that. Uh, we stand in solidarity with the Ukrainian people, but uh, can we stand over our decision to remain militarily neutral? I don't think we can. Sorry, what? I asked you about social housing policies and building hope. It's a great point. Uh, How could we hope to rebuild Ukraine without an EU army? Um, Really, our military neutrality is looking crueler by the day. Okay, so no matter what we ask, you're just going to talk about neutrality. I'm glad you brought up our neutrality there. I didn't bring it up. What's happening is an attack on democracy. (gasps) And nothing says democracy quite like a man who finished third in an election, demanding an end to the one thing that has kept us out of wars for a hundred years. Uh, this is absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous that we are harbouring nearly all the companies that do bad things in the world, except weapons manufacturers. What? what? Neutrality is really holding us back from all that juicy defence spending. Tornishta, oh. how could Ireland afford to suddenly start spending on an army? I mean, we're a quarter of a trillion in debt. We can't even do a metro. Uh, uh, I'm not saying we should increase defence spending up to three billion euros. Wow. That would be too much. Oh. Can you put a cost on freedom? Well, About 2.85 billion, I'd say, which is even less than the broadband scheme we signed away and still doesn't work. You've been banging this EU army war drum for years, but now you're using the crisis in Ukraine as an opportunistic... What if Ireland is invaded? Uh, What if your badass Kothish is soon out of office and needs to press this unpopular issue at home in order to look good in Europe? Uh, Wait, I've said too much. (laughs) On St. Patrick's week, Junkets, how can you explain how no minister has ever been to the Ukraine at this time of the year? Well, um, that's uh, 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 a big... (laughs) Well, because foolishly, Ireland has been too neutral in the past. And so we failed to consider Kiev for some paddy whackery each year. Now, with all the emotion about the war, it's time to confront our cowardly impartiality. I mean, we need to wake up and take sides where clear injustices have been done. Like in Yemen. Colleen Rooney or Rebecca Vardy. Paris Hilton or Lindsay Lohan. Uh, Kim or Kanye. (laughs) Tornister, will you be taking any Ukrainians into one of your homes? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm unavailable for comment at this but, time. But you're right here in front of us. Yeah, I'm here, but I'm unavailable because it's Cosmo O'Clock, Huns. Oh Enjoy whatever hostel your dying media orgs have stashed you in for the trip. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> out. Drive slowly or in reverse.